In this episode, we talk with Colette of Lightning AI and how she was able to spend 500K in a single day on Black Friday in the first two months of her agency with one of uh, a super, super big e-commerce client. Uh, She's worked with massive brands like Peloton and chatting with brands like Volvo, uh, used to be uh, head of demand gen at Intercom. So if um, if there's one gal in media buying that can take you from spending a couple hundred grand a month or you know, 50 grand a day to, to spending a couple million a month, this is the gal. Enjoy the show. That day on Black Friday, we got to $500,000 in ad spend. And like, they want to spend more. They always want to spend more. That's like the thing that they tell me all the time. They're just like, how do we do more and more and more? Um, and it's, it's incredible, but you know, it really speaks like it speaks to the fact that, um, they, they had it down anyway. Right. So like when you're spending 50 K a day, you can't be like half-assing your ads. Like they, they had a good flow. Um, so the ads were good. The offer was good. Um, they put out like a special deal for black Friday. They had a special landing page. Um, they actually like had sales reps who would call people if like they wanted any help, like everything was put in place so that they were ready to accept this scale. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. Dylan, are you ready to talk about some Black Friday, Cyber Monday e-com ads? Oh, yeah. We got a big spender, so I think this one's going to be pretty value-packed. Yes. Today's guest, I think, sets the record for the most amount of money spent on uh, Facebook ads on a single day, Black Friday. $500,000 in a single 24 hour period. So I'm excited to have her on. She's also the founder, co-founder of Lightning AI. This is uh, an amazing um, ad agency as well as advertising technology that has, uh, I think they've collectively spent over $100 million in ads. Mm -hmm. But I think she's most known for... uh, being the head of user acquisition back at Mile IQ, which was like this um, app that, tra- like, if you were like a freelancer or a business, it would like track your miles like to work to like automate the write offs. They had like a, they spent a ton on ads, mm-hmm. and then she was um, over at Demand Gen at Intercom. So, Colette, welcome to the Rich Ed Poor Ed podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes. So uh, how much do you think you're managing in ads like this year in 2020, like come December 31st? Is, is it, you think it's going to be upwards of eight figures? I think, I think so. What do you think? Ooh, that's a <laughs> good be question. Big. It'll be close. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for <laughs> anybody that, that doesn't know you and how, how awesome you are, uh, you're, you're, you're like one of the only uh, female, like badass media buyers I knew like back, couple years ago oh, and now you. it's exciting to see more 
females like get into the space of media buying and um and so but for, for but for the people like on our sh- our listeners on our show that like might not know what lightning ai is or your background how you got here maybe you could fill them in yeah absolutely so the like very quick version of my background um so i ran user acquisition at mile iq which was an app acquired by microsoft uh and when i got there we were spending like i don't know a million dollars a year and that seemed huge um then we got to microsoft and they were like what if we gave you 20 million So, um, so we have to figure out like, what do we do with all of this extra money and how do we make it perform? Uh, and it turned out that that's really, really hard to do as a human. So a few years later, um, I invented this algorithm and AI software that automates the scaling of advertising campaigns by using interest targeting on Facebook. Uh, and so that's, that's what Lightning AI is and does. So we automatically build and manage advertising campaigns for interest targeting with uh, the intent of scaling out very large ad spend. Very large ad spend. I just want to like emphasize that, right? Like I'm on your site right now and you've got Peloton on here, which I think they spend like a dollar a day or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar a day. I think they boost some posts. They they got a couple thousand dollars a year, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, they like big, big, big budgets, yeah. right? So how how we just how, had a call uh, yesterday. I, I feel like I don't know if I can say this. I'm going to tell you guys yeah. anyway. We just had a call yesterday with Volvo. Ooh, whoa, that's cool. Right? I was like, I've heard cool. of you guys. Test trips in your cars. <laughs> Yes, I love it. So I, I feel like we go so many different ways with this, right? We could talk about your days at Intercom and like mm-hmm. SaaS, which B2B is, is tough, right? Like my IQ, it targeted business owners and it was spending eight figures a year on ads. Mm-hmm. Like there are not many B2B or like freelancer prosumer offers out there that can spend that, right? Like let's just like we could probably list them off, like Shopify <laughs> obviously spends a ton. Yeah. Okay. We have like maybe, you know, QuickBooks and Intuit and like Amex. You know, obviously they've got a ton of brand dollars. But like my like you went from like a nobody, like, you know, spending 80, 100 grand a month to spending like some serious budget. So for yeah. all the B2B <laughs> listeners, I feel like you're just giving them hope. Like the, and, and it's <laughs> That it is possible to scale. Based, yeah, you know, one of our um, bigger clients right now is actually Bill.com. Uh, and one of the things that we've been kind of going back and forth working with them on is like, how do we build out a funnel for B2B SaaS? Um, so mm-hmm. it's been, it's been, there were a few, there were a few rough months, but we're actually like getting, getting purchases now coming from Facebook. So it's, it's possible um, and when you're looking to scale, you have to go where the volume is and, you know, just not be on LinkedIn all the time with like $15 CPCs, if they, like on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I want to dive into this, this rich ad campaign mm-hmm. and, uh, I feel like Dylan, Dylan's really excited and, you know, you sent sent over these ads, so like we could totally dive into that. But then I also I, I'm like itching to get into how you spent so much money on 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can we can totally high fouling up, but with those rich ads in question, they're pretty juicy and I'm kind of curious, especially with the stock footage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes down to so we'd love to dive into an ad that kills it, aka the rich ad. And thank you for sending those over. And luckily we got some from both price.com for our rich ad and poor ad. Yeah. So I would love for you to kind of break down this rich ad. I know you mentioned the stock stock photography actually won, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. really intrigued by this, but go ahead and break it down for us. Yeah, absolutely. So this company, Price.com, um, so what they do is they uh, show you different you like look for a product and they show you different prices and where it's in stock and you can buy like refurbished or used or new or whatever. Um, so this year, their biggest product, uh, their biggest products have been toilet paper and Lysol wipes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, people have been going to their site and like searching for, you know, toilet paper and Lysol wipes. They're looking for where they can buy them online. They don't want to go to a store, which totally makes sense. Um, I will say this is a company that's kind of just getting started. Um, they really just started expanding out their ad spend uh, last quarter. So um, I was hoping it was kind of like more more of a example that's <laughs> that's a little bit um, more attainable versus like who wants to spend half a million dollars in one day. Um, <laughs> so as a lot of companies do when they're starting out, you know, one of the questions was like what's going to be the best performing ad? Like, how do we drive people actually to this site? Uh, so I I came in and I did like what, whatever, a little like ad audit. And I was looking at this stock photo of Lysol wipes. And I was like, did you guys just like go into paint and like write Lysol wipes on top of this can? Like, it looks terrible. I like, I just like tore into this ad. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is just like awful. There's no way it can perform. We're going to like, cut your CPMs in half because this ad is so bad and we're going to make them better. Um, so that was my mentality going in, right? I'm like, we're going to crush it. No big deal. Uh, so I intro them to one of the, um, designers who I use, who is now actually working for the Biden campaign. So that's, that was like pretty cool. Um, yeah, although it's kind of a bummer because she can't work for me anymore, but you know, oh. whatever, like all it's worth it for, for the cause. <laughs> but anyway, so she made these like beautiful animated videos and, you know, she shows like the product and the user journey and, you know, it shows like the price differences and how you can find it online. It's like, it's a really pretty ad and they just tanked. Like I can't get them to spend money on Facebook they are just like not good at all. And this stock photo just crushes it like nonstop. And <laughs> I, I can't, honestly, I can't explain it. But you think it's because of the product, just the time and the place, or is it just? Oh, definitely that had something to do with it, right? Like the engagement on that ad is crazy. Oh, yeah. I was reading some of the comments. I'm <laughs> having a good time there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the perfect storm with this. I mean, especially with Lysol. Shoot, that's everybody's needing that. And CP, you know, double trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah. with this type of ad, you know, what kind of spin do y'all put behind it? What kind of ROAS do you usually see? You know, was it something that kind of just broke you and that kind of put you more on the radar for future clientele or customers? Or did it actually just kill mm-hmm. it? Saw it in ROI. 
Yeah, that's a great question. So um, for them, their goal is so their goal is like break even ROI and just spend as much money as possible. So the question isn't so much like what what are you doing to maximize ROAS? It's really like what are you doing that's going to maximize results so that we can spend more. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I was ready to like kill this ad, but. Um, <laughs> It just keeps doing better and better. And like now it's been running for like four months. I don't even think Lysol is like out of stock anywhere and it's still doing really well. And I do think part of that is like you mentioned the the engagement, um, the comments. I think this is such a good example of how like the content in the comments does not matter for the Facebook algorithm. Um, I have people all the time who are like, should we go through the comments and delete the negative ones and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, the best thing that you can do is just respond to those comments and hope that that person continues having like a one-sided conversation about nonsense that like sparks a debate uh, on the ad because the more engagement that you have, the better it's going to perform according to Facebook and the lower that your costs are going to be. So we ended up actually this is this is a, this is a good story so we ended up um the engagement for this ad was really good and i was like i wonder if we should just like boost it like just a standard boost post on facebook um get some more engagement and then if like see what happens and so we did that and it actually ended up making um <laughs> making the engagement even higher which made the cost even lower so that's like a pro tip right there so if you have like an ad that's getting some engagement um, but not a lot, but you think like, maybe you can get some more. I think we put like $50 behind it. It was basically nothing. And we got like, I don't know, 50, a hundred something likes. It was, it was a ton, but it made a difference in the overall CPM of the ad. So it ended up like making sense monetarily to, to boost it and then, um, to continue running it. So the note there also is like, make sure that you're, when you're running the ad, you're using that same post. You're not like duplicating it because then you'll lose all of the content. That makes total sense. Do that. Do, do you do that for every single ad you ever run pretty much? Have like an ad bank turn into an existing post and then dupe it that across the board or? Yeah. So we all, we always try and use posts when we can. Um, there's a few companies who always have like weird things, right? I mean, like you should know your own tech before you start really doing a lot of marketing. So there's some companies where like UTM, dynamic UTM placement doesn't work well. And so they have to have like specific URL. It's just like a whole URL thing. Um, so for some of them, it's not possible to just like boost to, to promote the post, but whenever you can, um, that's definitely a, a, a top recommendation is use the same post because then you'll aggregate all of the comments, all of the engagement and it just makes it just makes the ad look better. So um, if you're ever wondering why like some ads have thousands and thousands of likes and views, that's probably what's happening. It's probably not that they're just running like one ad set and one ad. Um, they're just continuing to use the same post across different ad sets. And that's the way to do it, people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Man, heck yeah. That's the definition of a rich ad photo. Unreal. I love how it all kind of comes to life there. It's it's cool scenarios like this where it's like you don't need the professional stuff to really move the needle sometimes. So yeah, it's cool to one of our it. companies that we work with, they're a finance app. And I cannot explain this to you at all, but their best ad, um, I'll ask them permission to see if I can send this over to you guys and you can post this too. But their mm-hmm. best ad is like 
an intern went outside to the plaza where they had their office and took a picture of like running water and they just <laughs> put a credit card in front of it. Like he's holding a credit card like in front of running water and that's their number one ad. I think I, I, I think I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, we love to talk about failures, those embarrassing moments. Unfortunately, we have one from the same brand. So yeah. let's go ahead and segue into this poor ad segment. And this video, you know, looks better done. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm super curious to kind of hear the context behind it. So go ahead and report this poor ad. made by by my designer um i love it i think she did such a good job and uh like really fast too she made this like in a day the turnaround was crazy but um she made it i thought it was really nice and i was like what a nice story this tells it's so well put together and just like tanked like it <laughs> does not spend um like we would have to make a totally new campaign if we wanted to, if we wanted to spend money on this ad, it's just like not a thing. Uh, and it's funny how that happens, right? Like you just don't know what the algorithm is going to do. Like there's, there's no way to predict it in advance. Um, and one of the things I tell people all the time is like, because you don't know, try and think of like, what's a good way to test this kind of theme for an ad or like, what's a good way of, dipping your toes in without going like fully on board and spending a ton of money on something before you know if it's going to perform. So, I mean, one of the reasons why like I love my designer so much is that she um, does a really good job of kind of like stopping at 80%. And I think that that's a really, really hard ask for, for designers. Um, so I consider this, I consider this video, the poor ad, kind of like an 80%. Uh, and we tested it and it didn't work. And that's totally fine because we could focus our efforts on on other things. Um, but you never you just never know. You never know what's going to take off and what's just going to stagnate. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I noticed the Rich had going to a product page more or less. And this is kind of going to an actual extension page to get mm -hmm. the app more or less. Do you think that had anything to do with it or just didn't work? No, it just didn't work. You know, what's so funny about the Lysol ad is that we actually use it. We, we've used that ad to send to the Chrome extension and it mm. performs better than the ad with the Chrome extension, which is like, it's just great. You know, you just don't know what people are going to do. Oh man. Well, there we have it. Y'all poor ad can be done correctly, but shoot, that's definite L there. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an advertiser spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on ads, and you're in e-commerce, and you're looking for more capital or credit to scale, then you're probably familiar with solutions like Shopify Capital, Brex, and ClearBank. The problem with these solutions is the cost of capital is expensive, and they take a percentage of your revenue. One of the beauties, with AdCard, when you combine it with one of our in-network, of our 5,000 in-network agency partners, you have the opportunity to qualify for free ad capital funding where we'll load up your ad card with an additional $50,000 all the way up to a million dollars of additional capital to deploy on platforms like Facebook, Google, Pinterest, Instagram, 
YouTube, and more. So if that's you, if you're in e-commerce, spending a ton on ads, and you're looking for a way to decrease the cost of, of capital, check out AdCard. We'll get back to the show. Sweet. I, I know Zach's getting pumped about this, and I am too. But my gosh, we want to hear about how you spend so much on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So, yeah. I mean, I think everybody can kind of take a note out from here. So get those journals out, y'all, and start taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, go ahead and break it down for us. You know, how do you set up these, you know, conversations with clients? Um, you know, how do you pace, you know, 500K budget in one day? I mean, the amount of questions yeah. are unfolded. Can you kind of let it unfold for us a little bit? Sure. So first of all, I'll tell my 500K story because I think it's a good one. Um, you guys can have it later if you, if you disagree. But, <laughs> um, okay, so I'll paint the scene. So I was two months into launching my own company. Uh, this was like one of our very, very first clients. Um, and they came to me directly through Facebook. It was like, you know, pulling teeth, trying to get Facebook to send over any kind of recommendations. And they did. And it was like, it was a brand that had money. And so I was like, I was really, really excited to work with them. Um, they were already spending a lot. So they were spending like 50K a day normally. Um, so that, that, was a, that was a hefty budget to have. Uh, and Q4 was like really, really their time to shine. Um, so they came to me before Black Friday and they said, we want you to spend as much money as you can. And, you know, at the time, I also like didn't really understand client relations. So I was just like, okie dokie. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> 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 and, um, so... I, I'll go, I'll go a little bit more in depth into how, like how I actually technically set up the campaigns and what we did, um, on the back end, but, uh, I made some adjustments, turned everything on, you know, went to bed, um, there on the East coast. And so I woke up in the morning, we'd spent like already six figures and I get all of these emails and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm in trouble. I was like, everything is a disaster. <laughs> like, this is going to be a terrible thing for my business. Like, do I have business insurance yet? Like, what's going to happen? They're going to be so mad at me. Like, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, all of the emails are like, the ads are crushing it. Can we spend more? <laughs> oh my gosh. And so that day on Black Friday, we got to $500,000 in ad spend. And like, they want to spend more. They always want to spend more. That's like the thing that they tell me all the time. They're just like, how do we do more and more and more? Um, and it's, it's incredible, but you know, it really speaks like, it speaks to the fact that um, they, they had it down anyway. Right. So like when you're spending 50 K a day, you can't be like half-assing your ads. Like they, they had a good flow. Um, so the ads were good. The offer was good. Um, they put out like a special deal for black Friday. They had a special landing page. Um, they actually like had sales reps who would call people if like they wanted any help, like everything was put in place so that they were ready to accept this scale. And I think that's a really important, um, thing to mention because if you don't have it set up, where like you're going to do a whole thing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, Christmas Day, whatever, it's not going to work because everyone who you're competing with is going to have that ready. And, you know, often when I'm talking to clients about Black Friday, like sometimes I'm just like, look, you're not going to compete. And 
you know, that's fine. Like, just don't do anything. Like, just do retargeting on Black Friday and that's it. Like, otherwise, turn everything off. Um, and that's probably the advice that I give a lot more often than like, hey, whip out your <laughs> whip out your wire transfer from your bank account and like, let's see how much we can do. Um, that happens, I think, a lot less often. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about how many ad accounts did you run that through? Was that all through one? That was through one ad account. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wow. my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you get like the payments through on that? Were they just like on invoicing yeah. or like, well, okay. So when yeah, you're spending okay. 50 K a day on Facebook, you're like, you're on invoicing. Um, mm. you know, yeah, they're yeah. a billion dollar company. So their line of credit is astronomical on Facebook. Like nobody was going to be like, yeah. Uh oh, this company is spending some money. What should we do? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that is an amazing story. We'll definitely not cut that out. I feel like there's gonna be a ton. There's gonna be a ton of people that'll be like, "What are your secrets?" Um, to, to spending. So, like, tell us yeah. what, what did you actually set My up? Secrets. Okay, so. Um, there's a few, so again, like thinking about kind of holistically what happened, there's a few things that needed yeah. to be there in order for this to work. Uh, so number one, they had, they had a specific offer. So they had like a new campaign that was launching that had ads just for black Friday. They had an offer page just for black Friday. Um, and, uh, like a huge discount. I forget what it was. I think it was like 30, 40%. It was really big. Um, and that was really important because what it meant was that their conversion rates were going to be a lot higher than normal. Uh, and so people who would normally like a, my hypothesis that turned out to be right, thank God, was that my, my, the people who would normally abandon cart or the people who would like kind of go there and like shop and not really do anything or, you know, whatever, just like leave, um, that they were going to convert at a much higher rate. And so based on that hypothesis, I changed their conversion event and moved it up funnel. So we went from purchase to add to cart. Um, and that opened up the funnel a ton, uh, because they normally had a ton of people who were just abandoned cart. Um, so they would add something to the cart and then they wouldn't purchase. But because their conversion rate increased, um, the number of conversions that they were getting in Add to Cart was really, really high. And we didn't need to optimize towards purchase. Um, and so kind of like digging into that a little bit more. So the way that the Facebook algorithm works is that if you're optimizing towards a certain event, Facebook tries to find people who uh, the algorithm thinks are likely to complete that event. So if you're optimizing towards purchase, it finds people who are likely to make a purchase. And what that means is either that they um, look like someone who's made a purchase on your site previously, or they're just likely to buy online. So they've made a purchase kind of ever somewhere in the world. Uh, versus someone who maybe just likes to click on ads. So that person could just be like click happy, clicking everywhere, you know, like imagine your mom or your grandma like scrolling through Facebook, like fat fingering all over the place. Um, and so there's a lot more people who have ever clicked on an ad versus people who have actually completed a purchase from an ad. So when you move that event up funnel, it's opening up the number of people who are likely to actually see your ad and it will allow you to increase the budgets. 
Um, I think I also put the budget, I mean, I definitely like made that campaign budget like crazy, crazy high. This was before campaign optimization. So, um, uh, so we had like, this is before like all the things that I use now. So, um, we had, I think no campaign spend limit. And I think I put each of the ad set spend limits at like, I don't know, like $20,000 each. And I like tripled the bids. Heck yeah. Little bully method out there. Wipe the competition out. I'm into it. But you know, that's also why, like, if you're not a company that can afford to spend tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on Black Friday, might not be the right day for you <laughs> because you are going to get bullied out. Same with like election day this year, right? Or I guess Facebook just said, um, I just saw the release today that they're not running ads on election day. So like day before election day, if you're not running ads for an election and you don't have a ton of money, probably not the right day for you to be increasing your spend. Um, so, you know, you just have to think about like what, what is going on at the micro level with your business, but also really at the macro level, like what's going on overall, that's going to impact the numbers that you're seeing and the cost that you're seeing. So good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Cool. This has been amazing. I, uh, I feel like your your secret is, uh, hey, let's just go get like really big clients that um, that have billions of dollars. They don't struggle with cash flow. They don't they don't have any challenges getting lines of credit or uh, mm-hmm. or cards with like huge limits. So um, I feel like that's your secret. Uh, <laughs> But uh, this has been awesome. So tell everybody a little bit about um, what you got going on next and uh, how they can get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is it. You know, we're in Q4. So we're on like the home stretch of this year. Uh, So anyone who is looking to scale up your spend or, um, you know, just do kind of anything related to the end of the year, uh, you can find me on lightningai.com. Uh, or if you want, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I do actually respond to my messages. So if you message me and say, like, I've heard about you on Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, uh, I will message you back. We can get in touch. We can chat. Um, <laughs> it'll be fun. That is awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, Colette. This has been awesome. If you guys all want to go spend 500K on Black Friday, Get up, Colette, because uh, that's not my department. <laughs> Colette, thank you so much. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank you, guys. This has been fun. That was awesome, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpored.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.